0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفاء الصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفاء أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الناس إن وعد الله حق فلا تغرنكم الحياة الدنيا ولا يغرنكم بالله الغرور قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كن في الدنيا كانك غريب او عابد سبيل او كما قال النبي صلى الله of the janaza but every time that we attend the janaza every time that we hear of somebody having passed away That is also a reminder for our own selves. A reminder that today it's somebody else, tomorrow, maybe before tomorrow it's me. And therefore we have to be preparing for this everlasting life of the hereafter that is coming. In dunya there is a difference of view in everything and to the extent that there are those who billah, deny Allah Ta'ala also. So even in that regard, there are people who hold different views. Obviously those who deny Allah, Ta'ala, they are totally astray, deviated, but there are those who still have such a deviated view. But when it comes to the aspect of death, then the worst atheist, he also accepts it. I mean, obviously, and the worst atheist also, and every single person on the face of this earth, not a single person has any different view regarding the reality of death. Whether it is the king or the subject, whether it is the person who is living in the lap of luxury or the person who is in complete poverty, whether it is the person who is the healthiest and fittest person on earth, or whether the most ill Person sleeping in some bed for years, everybody accepts one day, all have to go. So, just as we perform that Janaza Salah of somebody just now, Allah knows best whenever time comes. And this is what Allah Ta'ala is bringing to our attention in this ayat of the Quran Sharif: Ya nasu inna haq. That, all oh, you people, all mankind, Allah Ta'ala is addressing. Inna haq that the promise of Allah Ta'ala is truth and this promise about death is certainly coming so when death is such a certainty Allah Ta'ala says <laughs> that don't let this worldly life deceive you and don't let this very big deceiver shaitan deceive you what is a deception? One deception sometimes a person falls into is that my life still is very much, one day I have to go, but I still have a good amount of time left, others will all go before me, I will go somewhere towards the end. That's one very big deception. Many a person had a very long list of plans for the next day, but before the morning came, he was already in his cover. So that is a very big deception that sometimes shaitan puts us into. Then the deception that we get caught up in what is the external self of this insan. One is our ruh, our soul, the other is this human body, and a person passes away, when he has just passed away, he just left the world, then up to a period of time, Maybe even a few hours or so, everything seems exactly the same. No change has yet come onto his physical self. It's not visible. His hands look the same, his legs look the same, his eyes look the same, especially if his clothes you can't obviously see any difference in. And everything seems the same. But what has changed? That Ruh has left. So, what now has become the result? Those who were his near and dear ones. Those who used to take every care to make him comfortable in dunya. Those who used to be very concerned if he has the slightest little bit of a cough also, they want to try and comfort him and make him feel at ease. Those who had all the time and energy to do whatever he wanted for them, from, him, from them. What is their concern now, now that his rue has left? Their concern is, as quickly as possible, bury him. All that concern that they had previously to comfort the person, to take care of him, now the whole concern has changed. The same person, that same person who used to click his fingers and people used to jump at that click, now they also are helping to bury him quickly. The same person who used to make one sound and others had to stand at attention and everybody that is at his beck and call. But now everybody is assisting to throw that sand on top of him. What has changed? The only thing that changed is that that ruh has left. So this insan in reality is that ruh. This body is the vehicle in which this ruh goes. And therefore when this ruh left, then this body and this vehicle the only thing that now had to be done was very quickly to, with respect and honor, in the way the chariot has taught us, to quickly bury this insan. Because if we don't do that, then in a short time, then the reality of this vehicle will become apparent. It will start bloating, and then it will burst, and then it will leave such a stench, nobody will want to come near also. So this is that deception and that dhoka that we fall into, that this external self of the insan is regarded as the main thing and the ru is forgotten. And all the attention is given to the external self. How to strengthen this physical body? Obviously one is to keep healthy, that is something required. A person has to look after this amanat that Allah has blessed him with. Because this vehicle is also necessary to go along with this roux. But now the person gives it his full attention. All the attention and focus towards strengthening this physical self to the detriment of the rule. All the attention and focus towards beautifying this external self doesn't matter how ugly the ru can become. All the attention towards nourishing this physical self even if it means starving the rule. But that day is coming and that moment will come in every person's life and suddenly this ruh will leave. The time has come for it to leave, it will go. And now this insan, this body of his will get left behind, which is the only thing to do is now to bury it. So Allah is saying, Ya ayyuhan nas, dunya. Now, when a person is in this dunya and he forgets that the asal and the main part of his existence is his ruh, and that is what deserves the main focus. And what should be given the greatest attention and he gets caught up in the adornments and the merry making of dunya, then then this deception now takes over him. So in order to save us from this deception, Allah is giving us this warning. And Nabi Sallallahu also gives us the same directive and advice fit dunya kaan nakahareeb sabīl." That be in this dunya like a stranger. Somebody who is a stranger, He's come here, He's not somebody that lives here. He's just a stranger here. He lives somewhere else, some other part of the world maybe. So when he comes here, he takes care of whatever his needs are. But he does not make this his abode. Because he knows just now, just next day, few days time, it is going to be his time to depart. The ticket is already booked. Everything is in place. So very soon he's going to have to leave from here. He just takes care of his needs. Maybe he can afford to do it in a little bit comfortable manner, I'll do it. But he doesn't make this his abode. He doesn't start making such elaborate arrangements for his short stay here that that becomes the be-all and end-all of his whole time here. He knows he's come for some other purpose. That is something, by the way. So, Nabi Islam, me, saying, Kun fit dunya ka annaka gharim. But then not even at that, then there's one step beyond that. One is a traveller, but a traveller too, who is stationed somewhere. He's gharib, he's a stranger, he's a traveller, but he's stationed somewhere. He's come from overseas, but he's going to be here in Durban in Overport for 20 days. He's also now a traveller still, maybe it's 10 days, he's a musafir, shari'i musafir also for 10 days only. But he's a stranger, he's a traveller, but he's stationed, he's staying here, he's obviously going to be now needing many things. The beast to is saying, bal abiru sabeel, no not even that, one step beyond that, abiru sabeel is the person on the road, now, there's a vast difference between, both are travellers, both are musafir, the person who's stationed, he's also musafir, but he's going to be ten days here in one place, and the person who's on the road, is also musafir. But there's a world of difference between the two. The person who's on the road, he cuts down everything to even a greater extent. He'll even drink his tea cold. Because if am going to be home, I'll have a hot cup of tea at home. Now that food is cold, doesn't matter now, who's going to take the trouble of going to heat it somewhere? So because he's now on the road, he just suffices with whatever it is. So likewise, Nabi Islam is giving us this as the director, The dunya, dunya is just the road; it's a journey to akhirat. So keep the folk, the person who's on the road, he is yearning to reach his destination. All the time, he's looking at the watch. He's looking how much mileage he has already covered. He's calculating what distance is left. His focus is on the destination. Every now and again, he's controlling himself. Okay another half an hour left, another 15 minutes left. It's a very long journey, he's saying okay only another 200 kilometers left, 100 kilometers left. The person on the road is yearning for his destination. He is not interested in spending too much time anywhere else, just to the extent of necessity. Likewise in this journey of dunya, the message Nabi Islam is giving is that we should be yearning for our destination of akhirat, the destination of jannah. That is the place where Allah Ta'ala has kept for us. So in order to get to this destination safely, this is the deen that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with. and the Mubarak way of Rasulullah that a person who goes through this journey of life in this manner will get safely across. So in this time we have been given is to make this rule. This is the Focus that should be in a person's life, that this body is one day going to be buried, but this rule will continue. So to make this ruh, and this is what in the ayat in one hadith sharif, in one ayat, in fact Allah Ta'ala says, yuridillahu yashrah lil Islam. That the person who Allah Ta'ala wishes to guide. And Allah Taala expands his chest for deen for Islam now that, that something inside that happens this is something that happens with the So the sahaba inquired that what is this what does this mean because the beast explained when Allah Ta'ala expands the person's chest for Islam his bosom for Islam this is the time when a mood has settled in the heart this is when this happens now this noor these are things which we can't see with our physical eyes so the sahaba inquired that is there some sign that this noor has come in the heart and this heart has expanded for Islam meaning this ruh has now become healthy so Nabi Islam said yes there is a sign to it and he gave three signs of this heart having now expanded for Islam these are all yardsticks that we have been given in the Qur'an Sharif, in the Ahadith, to keep measuring ourselves, to keep judging ourselves, that how we fare in the light of these Ahadis of Rasulullah Wasallam. how much we still have to make an effort. So Nabi mentioned three things. First thing he mentioned, At-Tajafi and Darul Ghurur. Again, that same Darul Ghurur. This abode of Deception. Abi says that the person becomes disinclined from the abode of deception. Disinclined doesn't mean he throws it away, he has nothing to do with it. He has it in his hands, he doesn't have it in his heart. And the sign that it is in the hands and not in the heart, that it will only be in the manner that Allah Taala has permitted. He'll be ready to drop it on the command of Allah. Taala. He will be ready to part with it where Allah ta'ala commands him to part with it. And he will not touch it where Allah ta'ala has forbidden him to touch it. Any haram avenue, he will never touch it. So this is a disinclination and this is not his object of life. This is not what his whole life revolves around. This is his need of life, necessity of life. So, At-Tajaqi Andar daril ghurur That his heart becomes disinclined from this world of deception. But now just merely the heart becoming disinclined from the world of deception, this itself is not enough. There are many people without Iman also. But there are such people who have forsaken the dunya entirely. But if they leave the dunya in that manner without Iman, they lost out in akhirat already. When they leave the dunya, they've lost out akhirat. And even dunya too, they lost out. Merely turning away from the dunya is not enough. Nabi Allah says, One is they are disinclined from this world of deception. But together with that, their hearts are inclined towards the abode of akhirat. The everlasting abode of akhirat. Dunya is a very, very temporary place. Akhirat, that life of akhirat is never ending. Therefore, Luqman wasalam, said to his son, that make an effort for dunya to the extent that you're going to be staying in dunya. And make an effort for akhirat to the extent that you're going to be there. Uh, that akhirat is never-ending. And dunya is a very temporary place. So, there's no proportion. So, nevertheless, Nabi ﷺ says, well, that the heart becoming inclined towards this everlasting abode of akhirat. this is a sign that this nude has come in the heart. Now what will show that this heart is yearning for Akhirat? When a person is yearning for something, then those things that make him closer to that, that is what he will adopt. Somebody, some examples are very easy for everybody to understand. Some examples are very, very complicated. So to leave the complicated examples and take a very simple example, somebody is interested in getting married somewhere, So now what he'll do? So now somehow he's working around how he can get close to the brother, get close to the father, and get close to some uncle who's got some influence over the family. And now he'll be making some excuses how to get, make some plan to get some way, in some way do some favor to one of them, or work out how he can probably try and uh, help them out in some business transaction without saying anything, just to make plans to get closer. Why? Because he's got an objective behind him. All this is a stepping stone to something further. These kind of examples are very easily understood by everybody. So this, what is this, what is he doing? He's inclined in some direction, he's not sitting idle, it's nothing, doesn't matter, whatever is meant to happen will happen. He's trying to make it happen. So when a person is yearning for the everlasting abode of Jannah. And what is the vehicle that's going to take him there? Allah Ta'ala has given us the vehicle of a'mal. And together with all the faraiz, Allah ta'ala has opened the doors of the nawafil, opened the doors of so many ibadats, opened the doors of zikr, the dua, doors of dua. Can we imagine that after every salah, Nabi Islam is teaching, Hazrat Mu'az radiallahu ta'ala he holds his hand, and he says to him, Wallah, inni ya muaz. Subhanallah. What must have been the feeling of the heart of Muaz when Nabi addressed him in this way and said to him, Wallah, I love you, Muaz. That the Nabi of Allah is saying to him, I love you. And then he says to him and gives him one advice. He says, Don't ever leave out after any salah that you recite this, make this dua. Allahumma ala أَعِنِّي عَلَىٰ ذِكْرِكْ وَشُكْرِكْ husni عِبَادَتِكْ Ya Allah, you help me. Because I want to get to you. I want to make this ruh which will become acceptable to you. I want to make this dunya in such a way that it becomes a means of gaining the akhirat. So, ya Allah, you help me عَلَىٰ ذِكْرِكْ Upon your remembrance. And this remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is completely a comprehensive aspect. The very obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And in that the verbal zikr and all the forms of zikr, tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, etc. Everything comes in. Allah help me to remember you. And, wa shukri. Allah, you assist me to be truly grateful to you. And I don't want to just be performing some haphazardy That, that salah, it is as if I am now trying to get done with a burden. And, that tilawat of the Quran, Sharif, well, because now there's some worldly benefit in reciting some surah, I just got to just quickly get it done, maybe I'll get that worldly benefit. If I recite Surah Al Waqiya, I'll get safe from poverty, quickly just rush it for the sake of saying, staying safe from poverty only. And dua, well, I've got so many worldly needs, so I have to ask now, I've got no other option. No, wa husni ibadatik. Ya Allah, that ibadat, which is a kind of ibadat of perfection which is done purely to earn your pleasure. That salah which is being done, not just to get done with some well, a duty now, and I'm done and over with it, but a person now who wants to get closer to Allah Ta'ala and get that everlasting abode of akhirat, the farz is farz. And you will be trying to make that farz in the best possible manner with this tagbir-e-ula, with all the postures of salah being performed in the sunnah manner and with khushu and khudu. But with that, obviously Sunnah-e-Muakkadah he'll be making and he'll be looking for the opportunities to make Nawafil as well. Because in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Salasun says, that Allah Ta'ala says, hadith qudsi that a person does not get closer to me with anything more than with those things I have made farz upon him. Mimma alay. The thing that takes a person closer to Allah Ta'ala are the faraids because there's no compromise on that. But after the farahid, عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلِ حَتَّى أَحْبَبْتُهُ But then he starts continuously further getting closer to me. By means of what? By means of the nawafil. To such an extent that finally he becomes my beloved. So now he wants to become the beloved of Allah. He'll take these opportunities to now fulfill the nawafil as well, to fulfill the tasbihat, fulfill his tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. This is the vehicle, the a'mal, by means of which he'll get closer to Allah Ta'ala. So now, Al ila daril that this inclination towards the everlasting abode of Akhirat, what is going to show him that this inclination is there, that he is now becoming very thirsty for these a'mal. And he's becoming very desirous to spend his time in the ibadah of Allah Ta'ala. And obviously, that same point that we commenced on, that one day he's going to have to leave. When he's going to leave? Unlike that traveler who's got his booking five days' time, and somebody who's got his booking ten days' time. But long before that five and ten days, Allah knows best when the real travel starts out of dunya. So there's no time that anybody knows. So therefore, that's the third sign that this noor has come in the heart. That he is preparing for death before death comes. And when death will come, nobody knows. So before that time, he is preparing for that. Cleansing his heart. bring making his amal correct in all aspects of life, whether it is his iman and his sifat of iman, whether it is his ibadat, his muamalat, his muasharat, his akhlaq. In every aspect of deen, he is making every effort to try and rectify everything. So this is that now which will show that this noor has come in the heart this is what's that self-check that's required all the time to what extent this noor has come in my heart and this yardstick is to be used to judge this all the time so this is our object of life to get to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala and for this Rasulullah has brought this beautiful deen for us so on the one hand this is something that we have to make amal on we have to improve our lives we have to become the two servants of Allah Ta'ala. And together with that, being in the ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, this is that duty Allah Ta'ala has placed upon us. That we have to make an effort for ourselves, make an effort for every other person also. And all this carries on side by side. Simultaneously we have to make that effort to bring this Iman in our lives, and to bring it in the lives of others also. To bring these Amal in our lives, to bring it in the lives of others also. To make our ruh, make the rule of others also. And this is by the simple reminder, the simple encouragement. And in this very simple manner, thousands of people's lives have changed. So Alhamdulillah, this is this ongoing effort that Allah Ta'ala has made so easy for us. This is something we need to apply ourselves in, make our own effort on ourselves, and at the same time, reminding one and all, that what our reality is, what is the reality of this life, this place of deception, how to save ourselves, how to save others, in this way, inshallah, our iman will get made also, and Allah Ta'ala will make us the means of making the imans of other, other people as well. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, give us a tawfeek for this. So inshallah, whatever tashkir we made now, who is ready, inshallah, to make some intentions, whatever the niyad may be, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala, give us tawfeek.